up on BYU basketball with Mark Pope. It was a two-win weekend for the Cougs that moved them up the WCC standings with conference tourney play less than a month away. Now it's back on the road to SoCal and Spokane, and we're breaking it all down with the coach and point guard Rudy Williams next on BYU TV. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside our Tuesday night home at Studio C in the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our weekly check-in and close-up on the Cougar Hoops program. Happy to have you with us live or on demand on BYU TV and BYU Radio's apps and our social media hashtag tonight and always hashtag Pope Show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we'll look back on a pair of home court wins over LMU and Pacific. Gideon George will join Jerem Jordan inside the film room. Senior point guard Rudy Williams will be our in-studio guest. We'll preview this week's road swing with stops at Pepperdine and Gonzaga. Social media Q&A, our weekly test of wits, and the return of what happened. We're into our final month of shows, so let's get our first February broadcast rolling with the head coach of the Cougars. He is Mark Pope. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I have just defeated the great Dallin Hall <laughs> as the slowest walk onto the show ever. <laughs> so he was our guest last week. Yeah. And you know who loves Dallin Hall? Yeah? yeah. Why do I feel more like enthusiasm from the from the feminine side of the room than I, I think it's everybody, but uh, anyway. Uh, so Dallin, you know, the, the, we're gonna have Rudy on the show and he'll be introduced and walk on. And so we stand up and like, I was already in like hug pose <laughs> and Dallin was still like three minutes away from actually making it here. Yeah, uh, we might, was it a saunter? Yeah, it, was, it was like a, <laughs> it was a very slow saunter. <laughs> Welcome uh, back. Thanks. Yeah, uh, what is on Mark's mind tonight? Um, well, I got a lot. Okay. But I would like to Let share one story. Okay. A little bit of it, you know, I don't do this very often, but I want to share a little insight into the Pope household, like the <laughs> inner workings of the Pope household. So a lot of times when you're um, coaching or playing or whatever, uh, you'll take a lot of criticism because it's just the nature of sports or anything public, right? And um, so I think sometimes people are concerned, like, ah, they read something in the paper and they feel bad or I'll get texts of condolence or whatever. But what people don't understand is there is no more brutal critic of anything that I do than my, than my very own family. There we are. They're right here if you want to talk to them. The lovely popes. Yep. Miss Leanne. 
So we are, we have this tradition now that Leanne introduced, which I love so much. So we don't get to be together as family very often, but on Sunday when church is finally done, we go home and we sit down and we have a, a Sunday family dinner. We all sit there. Uh, my oldest daughter is away at school, so we'll even FaceTime her in until she says something that everyone gets mad about and then we, we hang up on her. But um, <laughs> so, and then after dinner, Leanne has this deck of cards that she got somewhere that is all these just random questions that we go around the table and answer. And it's actually been super fun. It sounds pretty pedestrian, but we love it. It's actually so fun. So the question this Sunday was, what have you, what do you love to do, but you haven't done in a while? And so the girls answered and Leanne looked at me, she's like, Mark, what? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And she said, well, maybe when? <laughs> I mean, that is cold hearted. <laughs> I can only tell that story because we did win both our games this week. If it had been last week or two weeks ago, I, it would have been too raw, yeah. but it's okay now. <laughs> it, it was a two-win weekend. Yes, it was. Which are a lot of fun. Yes. Um, so what else, uh, what else are you thinking about these days? Well, um, I am think I'm thinking about Pepperdine right now. That's about our life gets really simple at this point in the season. Um, next game, next game. Yeah, next, next game. game. Yeah. The next yeah. game. And uh, we have, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty remarkable when you think about, um, and I'm not going to talk about them here, but just today, um, as we go through our guys, the things that are weighing on their shoulders right now that have nothing to do with school and sports, and it's, it just is a lot. It's just like all of us. And so you know, I'm just trying to keep, keep this group together. It's pretty fun. There, there were some disappointing days in the last few weeks, but resilience uh, has kind of been a hallmark of this team. I think Dallin Hall, during the show last week, yeah. was asked, Oh, by, maybe, might have been, even been during a commercial break. I forget if it was a live question or not. But he said uh, the one word that he thinks about with this team is resilience. Yeah. Um, it's been really nice. I actually love this group. This group is super fun. And if you, if, if you guys are paying attention watching these games, it's going to be a really fun group to watch grow up. I mean, we're watching them grow up before our very own eyes. And you can see the changes. And this group's going to be with us for a while, and it's, which is actually super rare in college basketball these days. Everything turns over so fast. So... We're going to get to cheer these guys on for the next, you know, three and four years, and, and they're going to accomplish really special things. And what's been great is there's this rush to get better, this rush for us to learn the game and get better at the game. And you just feel like you're running out of time all the time. And this particular group had several times a season where they could have just um, been distracted by feeling bad or down or uh, sad for themselves or whatever, and they just have refused to do that. They just come in every day hungry to get better. And... And we're seeing some of the fruits of that, and that's actually super fun. I'm so. sure some of the folks in this building tonight were, were part of the crowds last week, but you, you'd, won a few, you'd lost a few games, yep. and, and yet you bring in uh, LMU and Pacific yep. and on a Thursday and a Saturday, and you have crowds that are what, 14 to 16,000 yeah. both nights. I mean, what a great pick-me-up to be able to walk into that building, play the game you guys played, and do it in front of a crowd that just kind of hangs with you and does so in great numbers. Yeah. And just to put that in perspective with how grateful we are for you guys, so... Um, in the Pac-12, okay, uh, the leading attendance in the last couple of years has been Arizona, Arizona yeah. at like 12,500. I, I don't know how many of the arena seats, 14 maybe. But like you think about it, we have Pacific and, and LMU in here, and we have more fans than any Pac-12 team will have at any single game all year long. Man, it's fun to be a Cougar. It's really fun. Yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It's amazing. And if you... Uh, if you look and at the, the fact that you guys will come here <laughs> and, 
and spend an hour with us. That's that's unbelievable. And it, to watch you slow walk yeah, into slow the walk. room, you know. Now I know Megan has bribed everybody here with cookies afterwards. <laughs> They're good too. Do you eat them on the way in or the way out? I, I haven't seen a cookie. Oh uh, yes, today. you get them on the way yeah. out. So we we might have a rush to the exit after the first the first media timeout might be over. On your attendance note, you mentioned Arizona. So Arizona leads the Pac-12 in attendance, but above them a couple spots is BYU. Yep. And and you know BYU, if you take out what they call the Big Six leagues, if you yep. include the Big East, uh, the highest, of course, non-Big yep. Six team is is BYU year in year out. You never want to take it for granted, but it's a special thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. We're grateful. All right, let's take a look back at uh, last week a little bit. Last week began with LMU visiting the Marriott Center. Lions were coming in on a four-game win streak and had beaten BYU in Los Angeles last month. They were ahead of BYU in the league standings, but the Cougs got payback and the season split. Let's see highlights and stats now presented to you by Intermountain Healthcare. And this was a chance to, well, play better than you did at their place, yes. right? You know, LMU came in as probably the hottest team in our leagues, uh, minus St. Mary's. They yep. had just gone up and, and beat Gonzaga at Gonzaga for the first time in 2,000 games. <laughs> and um, they were playing great basketball, and, and uh, we, we definitely needed some payback for, for a loss down there. And, and our guys really responded. I was super proud of their effort. Uh, they were really locked into the scout. They really shared the ball. They created great shots for each other, and, and we scored it really well, and we were able to manage their transition attack. So it was, it was a terrific game for us. And that was right before halftime with Rudy well in control, and this coach was one of those wire-to-wire wins, had to lead the entire way. Yeah, and just, you know, the last the se the last segment, you know, we give up a drive to the rim, and then Rudy races down the floor and, and kind of evens the score, and um, it was it was awesome. We had some, some really uh, terrific performances from guys all weekend long that had haven't got a ton of playing time. This Traden Christensen, anybody a Traden Christensen fan in here? Good. Traden, there's three of them. Keep working, you're gonna get some more. But he had an unbelievable last two weeks for him, has been incredible, and, and Trey Stewart off the bench, and both these games has been great, and Richie Saunders is playing terrific, and so we're getting a lot of help from, from our bench. A lot of numbers to like in this graphic, and that low number of seven in the turnover tally, you've been waiting to see that. Yeah, we, we you know, here at BYU, we believe in sharing. <laughs> And so it has been so such a difficult task to convince these godly men <laughs> that they do not they are not supposed to share the basketball with the other team. <laughs> and so we made uh, we made tremendous strides in that particular category this weekend. Let's close up on a couple of guys from the LMU game from last week. And uh, Spencer Johnson is just ever since he came back from the knee injury and then back in the starting lineup, just one of those guys. You, you, it's like. You don't want to always say you're going to score 14 every night, but you can expect that kind of yeah. consistency from Spencer Johnson. Yeah, and, and he's, 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 he, you can see his confidence has just gone through the roof. You know, there with a short shot clock, he just chose to go to the quick step back. And, um, you know, he, he's had such a massive impact on these games recently on the defensive end and all season long. Um, but his, his, his offensive effort has also come to a, to a new level. What do you do with him defensively? Like, if, if you see the opposing team's best wing or scoring wing, do you automatically say, I'm going to throw Spencer on him? or how's the No, um, because we could use him in so many different ways. So sometimes he's such a great defender off the ball also. So, um, uh, you know, he, he is a, he's a really, really unique piece. Um, he's got such incredible instincts and such terrific closing speed um, that we can use him on the ball, we can use him away from the ball, and he can cause havoc in a lot of different ways. Jackson Robinson's three-point field goal streak is now up to 13 games and counting. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and again, we've talked about the how effortless his shot looks yeah. at times. Uh, he's another guy, uh, kind of like Spencer, that you are, are getting a lot more consistency from when he's playing. Yeah, and he, he, he uh, I mean, he had a terrific, terrific showing against LMU on the offensive end. He was, uh, he, he was, re he was really feeling it, and he was, he knew he was feeling it, and um, he continues to get better and better. And he has his, his stroke is as pure as it comes, as effortless as they come, and as he becomes more and more confident, we're seeing that play a bigger and bigger role in this game. I mean, he's so skilled in transition. Instead of bouncing it off the floor, he bounced it off his <laughs> chest. Yeah, <laughs> it's genius. I mean, that's like Harlem Globetrotter stuff. Exactly. This, this $5 admission to the Marriott Center is worth it. <laughs> really paying off. Uh, after Thursday's victory, the Cougs were looking for their first two-win weekend since late December. The Pacific Tigers were next into the Marriott Center, and BYU was playing for the season sweep after a win in Stockton that opened WCC play back in December. Tigers had won back-to-back -back games coming in, including that win at Santa Clara. They were playing well, and they come into your place, and you cooled them off. Yeah, and, and, and these were the two teams. It was it was St. Mary's and Gonzaga and LMU and Pacific that were ahead of us in the standings. Yeah. and. And so these were two really, really important games. And, and uh, coming off a, a real battle on, on Thursday, uh, this was a huge Saturday game for us. We, we had beat them down there, and they'd been playing elite-level basketball since. Uh, they're probably the best story in the WCC right now, not named St. Mary's. And they certainly have um, beat all prognostications uh, in the first half of the season. I, they were picked last, late last. And right now they're, you know, they're bouncing around third, fourth, or fifth place in this league and playing great. So we knew it was a huge challenge and, and the guys responded really well. Cougars used a late first half run to take control. The lead never dipped below double digits in the second half as the Cougs uh, close this one out. And there's Spence with the steal, the sprint, and the score. And just before that, we saw a high-low pass from beyond the three-point line by, by Jackson Robinson to, to Fustroy. It's such a difficult pass. Like, we don't have anybody on our team that, that really consistently completes that pass. And Jax doesn't even look at it. He just is like, he just, he's just got a real natural talent. It's like, it's one of those skills that you just covet as a coach that makes things easier. And he's done that all season long. I think there were three Tigers around Foose on his last bucket we saw there as well. And another single digit turnover game. First back-to-back -back games with single digit turnovers since November of 2021. Yeah. Um, and just so you, all you basketball connoisseurs, just so you have a, a feel of the impact of that. So we shot under 70% from the free throw line. We shot 25% from the three point line. We shot 46% from the field. And if you don't know, those are all bad. <laughs> um, but we still won the game against a really hot team going away because we protected the ball. We only had nine turnovers, which is four on, under our every game goal. And we, we crushed them on the offensive glass. We had 14 offensive rebounds. And so that is the center of our analytical, mo better, less worse um, foundation here at BYU. So mo better, less worse. The idea is that we need to have more better possessions of the end opponent, and we need to give them less and worse possessions. And even in a night where we shot the ball poorly, Mo Better Less Worse wins the day. It's a great lesson. You don't need yep. to shoot lights out. That's you right. take good care of the basketball, and you are super active defensively, That's too. Right. You are disrupting a lot of what they want right. to do. That's right. Perfect. All right. Let's tee. And it wasn't just one double-double. You had two double-doubles in the game on yeah. Saturday. Let's look at the first one from Fuseni Traore. Uh, so Fus uh, had, yes, two double-doubles. He had, well, he had one Thursday, and then he follows up with one Saturday. Yeah. And he was joined by Gideon George. He saved the ball into Fus, and, and this might happen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was 7 for 10 from the field. He goes 19 points, 12 rebounds. 
Uh, he's been going to the free throw line a lot yeah. and has been shooting high 70s most of the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he actually had a little bit of an off night for the yeah, free throw line. It was still terrific. Yeah. And all this on a, on a, you know, a little bit of a bum ankle right now that he's kind of nursing. So um, he just is like, it's easy to take it for granted, isn't he? Because he just delivers every single night. And he's been so fantastic. He's been ready on game night, though. If, you're, yeah. if he's nursing something, he's yeah. ready when, when the lights sure go is. on. He sure is. He absolutely is. All right. Gideon George had the other double-double on Saturday night. Gideon went for 12 and 10, and uh, Gideon George is coming around again. Yeah, um, I think Gideon had the most important play in the first half and the most important play in the second half. So did anybody, who was at this game? Anybody at the Pacific game? Okay, a lot of people at the Pacific game. So you'll remember that uh, 16 minutes into the first half, we're just stuck. It's just a tie game the whole time. And um, we get a tiki, the ball in the post, and he scores on a little left shoulder kind of double pivot post hook and gets fouled, okay, to go 31-30. Still just stuck with four minutes left in the half. And just to tell you the ways that guys impact the game, uh, Tiki steps out of the free throw line and misses the free throw. Gideon George grabs the offensive rebound, kicks it out. We move the ball around. Gideon runs out to, th out to beyond the three-point line. We put up a shot. It's a miss. Gideon runs in on the same possession all the way from the three-point line, rebounds again, and kicks it to Jackson Robinson in the corner, bangs a three. It's now a four-point game on a five-point play, and in the next two and a half minutes, we end up going double, again, going a double-digit lead to go in at halftime. 11-0 run, starting with that play, yep. and that was the play that Leonard Perry told us in postgame. Yep. He, thought, he said that that changed the game for yep. him. It absolutely changed the tenor of the game, and it, wasn't because, it was because he, he was just... He was relentless on the offensive glass. And you talk about the things that make an impact on the game. It's, you know, we always see highlights about shooting and dribbling and all this kind of stuff, but it's those things that make an impact. And then it, I apologize to everybody that was the game <laughs> that we committed 17 straight possessions of fouls in the second half, give or take. <laughs> give or take. The game took like four hours. I thought we were going to bust right through Sunday. <laughs> And, um, and Gideon made the next most important play of the game. Um, as we had, were getting out of that streak, he gets an isolation defense and takes a charge. And then it was, that was all she wrote. The game was over after that. So you think about Gideon George changing the game on the offensive glass and defensively taking a charge. And that's who Gideon George is. He just has been spectacular in all facets of the game. And I know both coaches had to be disappointed because you guys combined to come one foul short of the magical 50 foul mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be my first time. <laughs> Over 50. Has anybody in here ever witnessed a game with 50 fouls? We had a chance. <laughs> it could have been something. Uh, time now to look back on the weekend with the player's perspective as we break some of the biggest and best moments down with Gideon George as he sits down with our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right, Gideon, great week. Two uh, home wins by double figures. You guys played great defense. Uh, let's focus on the Pacific game. And first, uh, steal by Spencer Johnson leads out to a bucket by you and one. I can see the guy like on my left-hand side. So like, it's a great pass from Spence and he like reached, then I just finished with my left and I'm glad he went in, but I didn't make the free throw. So that was a bummer though. Nice block defensively for you. you. You have to follow your guy all the way around the screen and then you follow him to the bucket. Yeah, I almost got caught on that screen, but I was, I'm trying to protect middles, uh, middles so hard because that's like our defense. You have to protect middle. So, so I got beat middle. I was like, uh, how can I make up for this play? So that coach really yelled at me then. 
I'm glad I came up with a block, so I redeemed myself with that. Is that most of your life at this point? What can I do so the coaches don't yell at me? Not really, you know, <laughs> you just want to like cover up for like yes. stuff you did, you know, like Absolutely. I'm a veteran guy, I know I'm not supposed to be beating middle, so how can I make up for that? Okay, Rudy Williams finds you at the top of the key. Did you know this was going in when it left your hand? Yeah, it feels pure. Like, see, Rudy did a good job, like a tiki setting the screen and Rudy playing off two is like something we talk about a lot as a group, like like playing off two um, feet and making power play and Rudy did and my guy was sucking and their defense is like they bring in multiple bodies to the ball and Rudy did a great job playing off two and I just snapped up and he found me and, and banged the shot. You have a lot of uh, pump fakes in your bag. This is probably your best pump fake ever. You have two guys at the same time go flying by. The crowd loves this one. <laughs> That's cool though, but you know, we talked about a lot about playing off two feet and so that has been like all year long. Coach Bob like reading it, like playing off two feet and I came off. To, he said anytime we play off two feet, something great happens. Is that you make the shot or you, you making a play for your teammates? So, I'm glad those two fly by though. I could have waved at them and say bye before laying it up, but that was good. <laughs> that would have been bad, but hilarious, right? Okay, yeah. this is a unique play too. You get an offensive rebound here and an assist almost in the same motion. Like, I don't know, it's easy to see like rebounding from three-point line because everyone is like soaking, so I can see where the ball, the flight of the ball, where the mm. ball is going, so. I think I took the ball from a tiki and I can hear Jax. He's like, gee, corner, corner, I just tossed it over there and he made the shot. We needed that. So basically, the score is like 32 31. So we needed that. That's a huge momentum for us. So that was good. This is all part of a 12 0 run right before the half that really helped you guys, including this uh, momentum bucket where you find Richie in transition. I don't know how I, how I blocked that though, but. He finished it with his left, so that was really good for him. And I think that should be an end one because that dude shoved him in the back. Okay, and then in the second half, uh, you're in the corner. Dallin finds you for three. Yeah, Dallin did a good job. So he was trying to like help. Then Dallin made a great read and Fools set a good screen. And the dude is like in the gap, and I'm wide open. Dallin find me, and I gotta just shoot the ball with confidence, and I did, and he went in. Another double-double for you, which was awesome. Now a big week at Pepperdine, who just got a big win, a crazy finish against Portland. And then, of course, at Gonzaga for the final time. What do you think about these two games? Uh, it's going to be a challenging week for us and a fun week. The two teams, they used to like transition, and so they're going to test our transition defense. So how can we be able to like run back and get stops in transition? So it's going to be a fun week for us as a group, and we're getting tested too, and I think we're ready for that challenge. Okay, have fun, and thanks for joining me in the film room, G. Thank you guys for Sorry, having man. me here. All right, it's our, our last year with Gideon George. We're going to miss him. Yeah, we're going to miss him. Um, not just his impact on the court, but all the things he does off the court. Thank you guys all for your support with this shoe drive, which has been massive. And, and uh, if you're ever in Nigeria, you, you may have heard that Gideon has started his own business in Nigeria. It's a cab company, so if you need a cab, call Gideon and his family <laughs> gets sure around. Please make sure and leave a tip, okay? <laughs> uh, but the, he's an incredible young man that's doing special things. All right, as we take a break, this is your reminder to go to 
BYU's Sports Nation, day-to-day, play-by-play of Cougar Sports with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, senior point guard Rudy Williams will join us live in Studio C as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. With Mark Pope, our special guest tonight will have only one season at BYU, so we'll have only one appearance as the featured guest on this program. And it's coming tonight, right now. So please welcome into Studio C, Hamilton, Ontario's own Rudy Williams. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. We already got you on camera once this year. You were in the audience when Jax was here, I think, yeah. right? So we've already had a little bit of you. Now we get more. Uh, we're happy. Um, so it's Rudy, but it's also Rudale. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my real name, like my government name. But when I was younger, no one could ever say that name. The substitute teachers, they would butcher it. So I just decided to have a nickname, like fifth or sixth grade. They came up with Rudy. Do you miss Rudale? Do you like it? Uh, I only hear that when I go home. Like my mom and like my family members will call me that, but nobody else really calls me. You've been Rudy long enough, it just kind of fits yeah, you. Yeah, that's just what I am to everyone else. Do the guys ever give him a Rudale, a Coach Pope, or is he just straight? Rudy? I don't think he, he got a lot of names, but I don't think he's gotten Rudale from the team. Growing up in Canada, you're born and raised, yeah? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, and Hamilton, Ontario, for those who don't know, it's close-ish to Toronto? Right? Yeah, probably just like 20, 30 minutes away from downtown Toronto, so it's just like right outside the city. Okay, uh, what were your favorite sports uh, growing up? What were you playing? Um, my first organized sport that I played was soccer. So like, I was a big soccer player um, growing up, and then I finally started playing organized basketball like fifth grade, like on a real team and like not just school. And uh, yeah, kind of took off with that. I wasn't too good at soccer, you know, um, so we kind of had to just thrash that and <laughs> started, decided basketball was gonna get it done, so. I was born in Ontario and grew up in Canada, and so when I found out another Canadian was coming in, I was excited to talk hockey with you, but that's not happening. You're not a huge hockey guy. Uh, you, can't, <laughs> you cannot be Canadian and not like hockey, what? Uh, P.K. Subban, that's all I know, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. That's as good as it gets for me. I don't know anybody else. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Coach Pope, I like to ask you this when we bring uh, players in. Um, you know, they, all have, they have their own story about their journey to BYU, but somewhere along the line, you hear about this guy for the first time. Yeah. Um, he had, you know, had a terrific career, um, had put up huge numbers at Coastal Carolina, uh, playing for a coach that I know and really respect as a terrific coach uh, in a good program. And, um, you know, we knew that uh, losing Alex Barcelo, we had a huge need in the backcourt. We needed someone to come in and, and take on a, not just a growing role, but a massive role. And um, so, I jumped on a plane like 17 different times. <laughs> yes. I think I, in fact, can we tell this story? Yes. I think we can tell this story. Go ahead, go ahead. So Rudy and I had never met in person. You know, recruiting in the transfer portal is super fast. Like it happens really fast. 
it's like a three-week recruiting process. And so um, what I didn't know is that since he was a young boy, Rudy had always dreamed about someday playing at BYU. And, <laughs> and so we had done a Zoom and a call, and I'm like, I'm flying out there. So I took a red eye, and I got, you know, had to drive forever. I don't even know what airport I flew into, and then drove forever and got to his apartment complex. And Rudy had me outside the door for, I was knocking on the door for like 10 minutes, five minutes. Yeah, I, I was sleeping. I was. I was. <laughs> so Rudy was super excited that we were coming to visit, that I was coming to visit. And, um, but actually, uh, it, was, it was really fun for me because the, the, this joy that he's got in his heart and this beautiful personality, even, even though he, he was uh, sleepy at the time, it was, was very clear to see it. I was like, oh man, we gotta get this kid to roll out to BYU. <laughs> Super fun. Uh, I'll never forget that. It was, it was a fun, fun moment for me. I'll add on to that story. Um, <laughs> like, you know, just college apartments. Like, I think my apartment was, uh, it was like, we're on the third floor, it was like 310 or something like that, but I just gave him my address. I didn't tell him what apartment I was in. So I just remember hearing knock, 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 knock. It's going door to door. So I'm like, who's it, knocking on my door? It was straight missionary mode, I kid you not. It was like, let's go. And then I, I opened the door and this is, I'm like, this, who's the 610 guy? I was like, oh, BYU's coming to see me today. That's right. That's I do right. remember that. Yeah, so, that was... Now, the coastal part was just the most recent stop for you. Yes, because sir. before coastal, it was Kansas State. Yep. Before Kansas State, Northeast Oklahoma, A&M. Mm -hmm. Before that, you're playing high school ball in Canada. Yeah. Uh, you had a dream, though, of playing big time ball in the States. Yes, sir. What was uh, it like trying to get seen up there and, and then, uh, you know, getting down here? Uh, you know, it took a whole lot of sacrifices, honestly. Um, when I was, it was like my sophomore year, I was 16. It took a, like a lot of convincing. Uh, you know, I had to beg my mom to ask her to leave home so I could come to America, you know, just to better my chances of getting a scholarship. And, um, you know, that summer, like, I will never forget, I was on my best behavior. I didn't cause no trouble. Because I just wanted to prove to her that, you know, that I was mature enough and, like, ready to leave home and take a new step in my life and stuff like that. So uh, she finally let me do it. And then, you know, I moved down to Florida, was playing high school basketball down there. And then that's where, you know, I started to get, like, recognized by college coaches and, like, you know, getting seen and starting to get recruited. So and then it kind of took off from there. What have you learned at each stop along the way, do you think? Uh, I would just say, you know, just never settle. That, that would be my, my biggest takeaway from like my journey. Um, you know, just always want more for yourself and, you know, never settle those two things. What's been Rudy's impact coach Pope uh, on this program on the floor and off? Well, he's had a huge impact on the floor. Um, you know, starting with, um, um, you know, making massive contributions in games. Um, take your pick of the laundry list of games where Rudy's been huge for us. Um, but like the impact that I love the most um, is the impact he's had in our locker room and in our community as players. And we've talked about this so much, but um, you talk about special human beings. You know, it's interesting, it's super interesting to me that Rudy just said that never settle, um, never settle for anything. And yet he has um, been the most generous giving um, lifting up uh, player we've had on this team. Um, he's been a, the, like an invaluable, like a life-changing mentor to Dallin Hall, the point guard uh, position. And, and he lifts up everybody on this team. Um, and so it's, it's, been, it's been incredible to watch. It, it, it's, I can't overstate it. 
Very few players uh, would take the journey that Rudy's taken, even just this season for us, and handle it um, the way he has in terms of staying focused on just doing whatever it takes to be great. And it's, it's awesome to watch, and it's been, it's been special. Like, we'll be talking about Rudy Williams in our locker room, how he was in our locker room for the next two decades. I kid you not, he is one of those archetypal examples about how you uh, put team first and make a team great. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. We've got to get to break, Rudy, but I'll have to ask you, in the one season, you're going to have just one season here. What has it meant to, to you to be at BYU? Um, honestly, it's meant a lot. You know, I, I haven't taken any game for granted, any date for granted, because when I was a little kid, this is like, you know, what I dreamed of, you know, playing. Right, that's for what I told team. him. That's what you <laughs> no, dreamed of. Oh, honestly, though, like, you know, you know, just playing for like a good team, good coaches, like like a lot of camaraderie. And then, you know, obviously playing in front of the fans that we play on, like on a nightly basis. So like when I was younger, this is what I always like thought of it in my head would be like. And, you know, finally getting to live that out is uh it's pretty fulfilling and it feels good. When we were when we were at Midnight Madness, I was like, yep, this is going to be a wrap for Rudy. So Rudy comes out in the top concourse, the spotlight's on, the fan, you, you guys, thank you so much for being there, going crazy, yeah. the gym pack, Canadian flags flying <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, Rudy is just like, do the mic drop. I got everything I wanted out of BYU. The season hasn't even started. On night one. Yeah. yeah that was we're fun. glad you're here. We are really glad you're here, both at BYU and on the show tonight. Still on the way. We'll We'll get into game show mode for a bit when BYU basketball. Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. Oh, I'm so tired. This is BYU basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Let's get to the fun and games portion of tonight's show. Roll it. The big heads are back. <laughs> it is the return of Heads Up. Y'all know it works. Uh, Coach Rudy and I are all going to play. Uh, we have envelopes with cards. Um, we're going to each open our envelopes when it's time. I'll, I'll do first. And you pull the card closest to you. Make sure it stays facing out. And then people will see the word, but you won't. And then uh, your fellow competitors will then give you clues based on questions you ask as to who your identity might be in the, uh, the name on your head. I'm sure that all made sense. All right, here we go. Uh, tonight's theme is famous Canadians. Famous Canadians. Famous Canadians. Famous Canadians. You should kill at this. We have, we have two in the oh, building here. So we're yes. going to start here. This is, uh, all right, this is uh, the first one. The present practice round only. This is how it works. All right, so I ask a question. Um, is this famous Canadian uh, living or dead? Living. Living. Uh, is he currently living in the U.S. or Canada? U.S. U.S. Um, is he living in Utah? Yes. Yes. Duh. <laughs> he did look at me for the answer. Is he in this room right now? Yes. Yes. Is he me? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, he is. I had, I had a 50-50 shot. All right, is it me or Rudy? Okay. Uh, Rudy, you go first. Okay, here we go. First card facing you, yep. First card. These cards are stuck. Okay, never mind. I got one. Uh, oh, boy. oh, oh boy! Oh yeah! Oh boy! I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm not. Oof. Famous Canadians. So I can start with the questions. Yep. Okay. Is this famous Canadian dead or alive? Alive. Okay. Um, is this famous Canadian 
a movie star. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, is this famous Canadian? Uh, questions for famous Canadian. I can't ask what movie he's been in. There's only they... one famous Canadian movie star. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he's a big one. <laughs> Can I get a hint? A movie? Uh, if we say comedy, he does a lot of comedies. Yeah. Am I Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah. 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 Good job. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, All right, Coach Pope. Okay, here we go. Oh, right. yeah, okay. Am I dead or alive? Alive. alive. Am I here in Utah? No. No. Uh, am I living in Canada right now? Uh, sometimes, but he yeah. does a lot of Am I of an travel. athlete? No. No. Ooh, there's only one Canadian I know. Um, okay, I'm not an athlete. I'm not living in the United States. Well, sometimes you are. He's rich. He's rich. Yeah. He moves around a lot. He's am rich. I rich? <laughs> <laughs> he moves around a lot. All right. Am I in, uh, I'm a famous person. Uh, am I in movies? Yes. Yes. Oh, boy. See, that was the only Canadian. Uh, <laughs> you said there's only one. Right yeah. All right. Um, I have no idea where to go from here. Yeah. So is there somebody in the audience that wants to give me a hint? <laughs> what? What? Oh boy. Oh why I know all that. <laughs> oh wow, and I didn't even know okay. that. Okay, is his name Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. <laughs> I would've. So hold up. It would've taken Lake, me a Lake year Lively to get this. Her family lives in Haber? Oh wow. I did not know that connection. Okay, can I ask a question though? Because Shay was over here going like this. I don't know what that means. The proposal. The proposal. Oh, the yeah. proposal. <laughs> Good, Shay. All right. Another famous Canadian. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Am I an athlete? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> am I Mike Weir? Yes. Hey. <laughs> Way to give it away. That's good. I like that. Did favorites. I say golfer? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, let's go. Where's my thing? Am I? Oh. No, don't. He didn't see it. I almost cheated. There we go. Perfect. Okay. I love it. Uh, is this famous Canadian dead or alive? Alive. alive. Is this famous Canadian a musician? Yes. yes. Am I Drake? Yes. 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 <laughs> Yes. Yes. All right. I, I'm super nervous. Toronto's own Drake. I'm nervous that we're laughing already. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, good. Am I dead or alive? alive? Alive. Am I in this room right now? No. Definitely not. Oh. Am I an athlete? No. no. <laughs> he might think he is sometimes, but no, it's not, it's not, it's, that's not his thing. Am I an This person clearly is funny. Am I an actor? Uh, no, no. Um, am I? Well, I wonder why everybody knows me. Am I a politician? No, <laughs> no. Am I on television? Hey, been on yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Am I a comedian? No. no. I'm an I'm an artist. Yes. A musician. Yes. yes. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, help me with this genre of. Music. Am I a singer? Yes. Yeah, pop. Pop? Yeah, pop. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and popular with a certain segment of the population. Yeah. That is not helping me at all. 
Am I, um, am I, ooh, I could get myself in so much trouble. Um, am I large in stature? No, he's like 5'8". No. <laughs> um, am I, um, at one point, did I have a pet monkey? Question for the girls. That's a question for the girls. The answer is yes. I I actually believe the answer may be yes. Let me. I'm gonna sing here. Let me just sing. I'm gonna sing this song, and you guys tell me if if this is. Now everyone started leaning forward. They're like, "This is gonna be a train wreck." I think it's Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Oh boy. She's Canadian? <laughs> yes. Okay. Am I a female? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't even know that. Okay. Uh, am See, I? See, how proud are you right now? I, I'm are really you so proud. proud? Yeah. Okay. Uh, am I a singer? Yes. Yes. Am I Celine Dion? Yes. Okay. Let's yes. go. Let's yes. go. Yes. yes. This is the last one right here. All right. Ah. Uh, where's the hat thing, guys? Help me out. You're right there. Okay, here we go. Is this famous Canadian an athlete? Yes. Um, is this famous Canadian a basketball player? Yes. Yes, he is. Am I Andrew Wiggins? No. No. Am I Steve Nash? Yes. 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 <laughs> I should have went that way. The WCC's own Steve yeah. Nash. Yeah. All right. I love it. Boom. Is this is this person a woman? No. No. Is this, so? It's a man. Is this person um, stunningly, outrageously handsome? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of perspective. Yeah. yeah. Opinionated. Yeah. Is this person a joy-filled, team-first? Superstar. Oh, I was sure this was Rudy. It's not. No, no, no. no. How did we not get Rudy on the list? This is my last one. Oh, I was so confident. You'll get it. Okay. I can't remember the questions I asked. I said, "Is a man?" Yeah, you got. So far, you're looking at a man. Handsome. I'm so. I'm so bummed. Somebody said yes. I got an emphatic yes. This person, an actor. No. No. Athlete. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, is this person a current athlete? No. Uh, is this person on ice? Yes. yes. <laughs> is this person nicknamed the Great One? Yes. Wayne Gretzky. Here you go. Good job. All right. How did we not have Rudy? I was so excited. I was like, I got the last one. It's got to be Rudy. Then I was trying to throw you some love about being handsome. I know, but technically I'm not famous, though. I think you're famous. You're on the Greg Rubel coaches show. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, I got one card left. Do I do it or just go right? Oh, you do it. Go ahead. This might have been Rudy. Uh, We're going to go to break. Uh, Join us next Tuesday for another edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope at 830 Eastern, 630 Mountain. It's BYU TV. It's BYU Radio. When we come back, social media Q&A for the coach and Rudy. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years.
Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Let's get right to our social media Q&A segment now for Rudy. Question. Where do you get your old Kyrie's and KD's, and which shoes are your favorite? Um, I have a, I know some people at Nike, you know, <laughs> so I'm kind of uh, fortunate for that. And then my favorite shoe right now, I'd probably say is Kyrie's. I have a pretty large collection of those. Sweet. Okay. Second question is also for Rudy. Rudy, you are fantastic in post-game interviews. Are you interested in working in sports broadcasting in the future? Uh, yeah, when my playing days are over, I'll probably you know, want to do like play-by-play -play for like ESPN or something like that, or maybe even BYU, you never know, so. Hey, like that, yeah. can you see that, Coach Pope? Hemma! <laughs> <laughs> Hemma says he already likes the idea, by the way, yeah. so we're good. Uh, question three for Coach. Uh, Coach. I can only imagine Rudy doing the pregame show. Oh, man. I, I mean, how beautiful would that be? I'd have to go into like non-player mode and don't you? Uh, would that be the joy? The only thing is Rudy would be like loving all the guys. He'd be killing the coach, man. He'd be like, I don't know what this coach is doing. <laughs> coach Pope, uh, what kind of farewell send-off would you like to see from California BYU fans in your last two WCC games in California? Yeah, you know, Malibu's been super special for us. We were talking about this uh, in media earlier today. Um, I have great memories from Firestone Fieldhouse. Uh, um, you know, our first year there, um, we had just beat Gonzaga in our last home game senior night, and this was our last league game, and we went there really needing a win. And um, Jake Toulson got ejected from the game with like four minutes left. It was a great game. Yoli Childs went crazy. And my favorite part was like, you know, there's a minute left, and I think we got the game. And I'm like, where is Jake? Is he safe? You know, so I sent a manager out to find him. They finally found him outside Firestone Fieldhouse. You know, it's right on the hillside overlooking the ocean. And Jake had pulled off his jersey, was sitting in a chair, just taking it and raised. <laughs> he wasn't allowed in the building, but he was safe. And then, of course, last year watching Alex Barcelo put on just a crazy yeah. video game-like performance there. So, yeah. But the best part of there is every time we go in that gym, it's just full of, of BYU fans. It's just full, and it's just yeah. is awesome. And so, so grateful for all of uh, Cougar Nation in California, and, and we're going to have to find other ways to see them. Every year, for 11 years that we've played there, I've taken the same photo from the front steps mm. of Firestone Field. I was looking out over the ocean. Yep. I'll take my last one of those here in a couple of days. It's awesome. Uh, looking ahead to Thursday at Pepperdine. Let's take a look at our broadcast schedule for you now. Yes, you'll have the games Thursday and Saturday on BYU Radio, of course. Radio pregame, one hour before tip. The game itself on Thursday will actually be on CBS Sports Network in addition to BYU Radio. And then be with uh, Mark and me afterwards with Jason Shepard for post-game coverage on the radio. And then Gonzaga will do it again one hour before tip. BYU Radio, the game on BYU Radio and ESPN2. And then back on the radio for post-game coverage. So be with us. Thursday and Saturday nights as the Cougars hit the road in the WCC. As we take another break, here's this week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Fusene Traore recorded his 15th career double-double on Saturday versus Pacific. Who holds the BYU career record for double-doubles? The answer is coming up next. Stay with us. Answer. I know the answer. Who? All right, welcome back. 
to our final segment of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Here's tonight's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. The question here has a buildup to it. Fuseni Traore recorded his 15th career double-double Saturday versus Pacific. Who holds the BYU career record for double-doubles? And the answer here takes us back in the day to Kresimir Chosic. Oh, the first great international superstar, some would say, in college hoops. 48 double-doubles. Yoli Childs, who you coached, mm -hmm. right behind 45. Mm -hmm. And so Fus is sitting at 15, roughly a third of the way there. Yeah. Uh, if Fus were to play two more years at BYU, he'd be in the neighborhood, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. He really could. Yeah. Okay. Good job, guys. Uh, all right. So we want to end the show with the return of our former favorite segment, What Happened? Uh, and it is back. And, uh, you know, the BYU dunk team is known for performing remarkable feats of athleticism. Uh, this was not one of them. Uh, we're going to see this from the weekend. Oh, my. It's, it is what I'm happened. I'm so excited right now. Listen to this. It seems like there's been some tough, oh tough fadeaways. That was a tough attempt at the basket for the dunk team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, what happened? What see, happened? Tyler Haas said it. There, yeah. So that's, uh, oh that's not going on the highlight reel. Uh, for those guys in the future. There it is. That's this week's edition of What Happened. Okay, we need to get that slow-mo. Can we get a slow-mo? Is that during halftime? That's during half. No, that, that was at halftime, yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to sneak out of the you locker miss a, room. You miss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start sneaking out the locker room for sure. we got a minute left. Uh, Rudy, I want to quickly, quickly ask you. Um, you've played in the Big 12 at Kansas State. You know what that league is all about, and you know where BYU is going without you next year. How excited should BYU fans be? And how excited do you want your teammates to be able to about the challenge of playing in the Big 12? Um, fans should be really excited, honestly. You know, it's going to be a change of scenery for sure. You know, WCC is mostly West Coast teams, California-based teams. Uh, you know, now you're going to be going to West Virginia, Cincinnati. You're going to be going to Fort Worth, Texas. So it's going to be really fun. And um, I feel like my teammates should be really excited, you know, just a step up in competition for sure. It is no debate the best conference in college basketball. And... You know, it's, it's a great opportunity to do something special every night. So. Well, we're glad you've helped to get your teammates ready for that. We're really glad you've been in the, in the studio with us tonight. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank all right, you so, so much. for Rudy and for Coach Pope and producer Hema, my name is Greg Rubel. Thank you all for being here. Have a great week. We'll do it again next week. Go Cougs!